0: I know what the fuck is up. You are now tuning in to episode 1067 of Not Politically Correct. It's your boy, Rim McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. Nope Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Doped Up Danny, a.k.a. Hall... Wait, no, not Hallway Jones just yet. A.k.a. FBI Mike, a.k.a. Hip Hop (laughs) (laughs) Harry, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch had a ringtone and I know. Oh, I know I was it. Uh, You can find me at Rebel on uh, Snapchat and then rimelcode kpz for Twitter like um, I'm always on Twitter though so you can definitely find me there Cody Yeah it's a big 104 right. uh.
1: <laughs> 4 uh,
2: I'm, I'm Cody. bigger than 115 all right <laughs> Carry the one uh, <laughs> CD recording everything and rest
3: <laughs> The bus aka uh I'm just playing uh, Rust the Bartman aka Teddy Russ aka Smooth Fingers aka um, Kid Universal aka School Wars Q aka The Progenitor aka Rust the Bus and then you can find me on the chattiest of snaps as Thaddeus Snapchattiest and on IG at CandidComputity at C-A-N-D-I-D underscore C-U-P-I-D-I-T-Y I-D-I-T-Y I-D-I-T-Y
1: I-D-I-T-Y
0: no, <laughs> and just so you guys know, um, we are on Facebook. We have a Facebook group, not politically correct podcast, so you can join the group for the shenanigans. We have a page you can like at NPC Podcast. You can like that for you know numbers and whatnot. We are on Twitter at Not PC Podcast, and we are on anything you can listen to stuff on, which includes SoundCloud, your podcast app, Spotify, Spreaker, um, Google Play. Not title, but we're everywhere else. <laughs> All you have to do is just search a uh, not politically correct podcast. And we will come up. You can listen to us. You can like it, review. You can you know talk about how great we are. Talk about how bad we are. I promise you, we won't change. But at least your comment will be on the internet for everybody to see. So I looked. I looked into the title thing, and unless I'm missing something, we have to
2: pay to be like have them broadcast us or whatever. So yeah, that's not happening. Never because HBO Max.
0: (laughs) Because HBO Max. Damn you, HBO Max. (laughs) Title. Damn you, HBO Max. Um. Okay, but without further ado, you know what it it's time for, that speak 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 sports. So, I wanted to talk
2: a little bit. There's a uh, nice, I don't know what you call it, maybe debate or opinion that to uh source. I don't know <laughs> which uh, NBA Star, you would um, kind of star your your uh, franchise around Ja Morant or Luka Doncic. Ooh, what do you guys? What are you guys
0: thinking? I just, off, just off sheer age and um, tenacity. Like I gotta say Ja. Like I gotta say Ja Mor- Morant. Real. Like right now, I don't. He go, He is to the point where in the next five years we're gonna be looking at him like we look at damn near Steph you know what I'm saying damn near Kyrie he he definitely one of them dudes like not to say that we're not looking at Luca like that right now but uh I I don't know man Jai's going going nuts man going nuts dog like that's some his highlight reel is like comparable to one of like like I see him doing certain shit on the court and I'm just like dog he reminds me of like it was like, you know how you would see Vince Carter do a dunk, you'd be like, God damn it, what the fuck, bro? You know, it's like those types of things, just doing certain shit. like, damn, this this kid is... And Joss got these highlight reels like that, like, every yeah, night. Yeah, exa- every <laughs> night, bro, every night. It's not like you're going to look back and be like, last season he did this, you know, this, this super cool-ass thing, like, you know, about three to five times. It's like every game, you got, like, 82 highlights, bro. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, three highlights per game and shit. Like, can you relax, bro? Like... Okay, relax. what you want bro right exactly <laughs>
2: I'm like i
0: never thought i never thought that um we would be to a point where the memphis grizzlies were the team i'd be worried about coming out the way <laughs> coming out of the west like not to say that it don't happen because you know it happened with us in the bucks and stuff. But i'm just like i didn't expect memphis grizzlies over the like last two years to be C, what is they like C2 or C3, maybe? So, in the West, that's crazy, dude. Like, so. And Vince
2: Carter was in there a little bit, but he was in every team, all 72 What do you think, bro?
3: Well, uh, as far as the stats go, you would be more inclined to say Luka. Um, but I think, honestly, that's only because he has a year on job. Um, I think Morant is probably as mccoy said really going to start maturing more uh, because he's he's a he's a he's a crazy player right now um and you know most people will point to his highlight reel um immediately but the fact is like you said cody um his highlights are every game (laughs) it's not like it's like it's from this part of the season and this from part of the season it's like Game one, game two, game three, maybe game six, <laughs> right. seven, eight, and quarter one quarter 11, two. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like quarter um, highlights. Right. Different quarters for uh different highlights for each, for each quarter. Um he's he's a really dominant force. He does a lot a to team. impact his team and to push his teammates to be at the same level that he's playing at.
2: So they took yeah. a time out and he dunked that in the riff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. To I, the
3: point where he's also in, in um inspiring uh who are trying to get to the league, um, you see all these different um, highlights and things. People go crazy when he actually shows up to their game. So it's like he's pushing basketball back into the era that we needed because I I don't know about y'all, but a lot of these sports... Uh, the the, the games and stuff they seem a little lackluster to me at times and it's like where is the spirit where is the the passion and and things that we used to have in this sport Um, of course some teams are really trying to to keep it up like I do like and enjoy the Bucks games uh, when I can catch them Um, but a lot of the games are just kind of like perfunctory you know what I mean
0: -hmm. I I don't know what profunctory means, so no, I don't. But yes, (laughs) he said profunctory. Give up the funk.
2: Slap it in the face. It's It's like just going through the motions. Okay, just
3: going through the motions. It's just like I'm watching a little league game, and it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm
2: watching a little league game.
3: Who is teaching these people?
2: (laughs) That's basically yeah. I feel like the epitome is going through the motion, and then there's some letter like explosive and. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see the effort or the hunger. Yeah. Which, all those words, I'm just going to Like, I, I love them both uh, as players, as as people. Not that I know them as people, but, you know, they seem like lighthearted, funny, humble people. And, uh, yeah. They, right. <laughs> right. But I don't know, man. The, ja, so, Ja's rookie season, was that two years ago, I think? I've... That's uh, when Z- Zion's rookie season, too. And Zion was. The all one. over the map with the name and everyone was expecting him to be rookie of the year and then this kid shows up i'm like who is he and mm-hmm. i'm like he he better get it and he did and i'm just i oh yeah he and this not like he he uh ever declined or had a bad season but i just feel like he's just his potential is just growing exponentially and this season in particular you can see the hunger the tenacity he wants it you know and he is doing everything about it and it's just crazy too he's kind of tiny for
0: a basketball player and, <laughs> I, he, and I he's dunking yeah. on giants mm. yeah like the hot man jumping out the gym it's crazy dude and he's a, and no, saw,
3: no fear going to the hole
0: none right and he's, exactly a point, he's a point guard right he's a point guard yeah like dude he, Usually it's because and I and I and I love Steph Curry. Don't don't take this the wrong way, Steph. Uh, when you hear our podcast, because of course, you, of course, you listen to it weekly um, or biweekly. I um, think that Steph Curry like has changed. <laughs> Steph Curry has changed, um, you know, the game a little bit uh, over the last decade and what he does, and it becomes a very, very much more offensive based. Um, especially um when it comes to like three point shots and you know putting points up from the peri- for like from the perimeter, so to see somebody in his same position be a guy that's like driving to the hole like like going st- going straight in i i don't know i could i appreciate shit like that bro like from from the um you know people in their positions you know not just big men, you know like hanging on the rim but people like um, in those positions, really, really getting it done um, in the paint. You know, that is just, I don't know, man. It's its amazing to watch. It's, it's really exciting yeah. to watch, so. Yeah. So, and I, I saw one, too, when we were talking about, like, highlights. So, like, he's not doing
2: fun, silly shit for no reason. Like, uh, they were playing against the Bulls the other day. Yeah. And he, some one of his players tossed him the ball. He did a 360 dunk. But it's not like, oh, I'm going to do this to show off. Like, he could have did a dunk, regular dunk, or a layup, but there was a guy defending him to the right of him, and so he would have gotten blocked. So right. he spun to the left in midair. Like, that was just
0: so slick, dude. Damn. Mm-hmm. And to think like that on the spot. Yeah. In midair? Yeah. Damn. Hmm. I don't know. I got to see nothing. After that, we'll be watching. Yeah, he up. never even came down. He's still up there. helium.
3: It it really um it it really is... I think the job of the NBA players especially those who are, are who are featured the most as far as like highlights and everything to impact and affect the way the game is played um, when Steph was going after the the record um, you saw a lot of more a lot more people practicing their jump shots trying to um, be better at shooting from all points of the uh, of the, the court. Um, not just, you know, in the NBA, but um, in high school, in college, um, even in grade school, even at the parks. You, you see these videos of cats just shooting out the gym because Steph was such a major impact on how the game was played. And so I, I, you know, when Jordan was there, everybody was practicing their fadeaways. You know what I'm saying? It was, it's yeah. it's, it's, it's when, when you have great players who um, dominate in the league, it changes how everyone sees the game.
2: Right, and then there's clips like players against Kobe, mm-hmm. and they'll and he'll they'll tell stories like they did this, and they say to Kobe, you know, I got that from you, and he's like, okay, big fellow, and then he tries to show him how it's really done. Right, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, you want to imitate, you know, obviously any pa- player, they're gonna say these are my idols, these are who I looked up to and who I got my game from. Right. Yeah. He. So yeah. I'm. I mean, what you were saying like comparing Ja to like uh stuff in the game of how he's changing and stuff like that. I am watching Ja and have not gotten this excited since like Kobe. Oh wow like in his prime. Oh
0: wow. Like this kid is amazing. Dude Um, that's that's epic coming from I just want the world to know that's epic coming from Cody because Kobe R. I P is like Cody's (laughs) idol. Like so that's wow. Walk on Cole's for that man. (laughs) MK Coles
2: So, the highest scoring average in age 22, um, Shaquille O'Neal, Carmelo Anthony. So, Sha- Shaq had 29.3 points. Then it goes Carmelo, Kobe, Kevin Durant, and then John Morant with 27.6 points. Wow. Mm. Wow. So, he's up there with some good company. Um, there's another good stat that I found. Uh, here we go. Uh, another man that I... I uh, let's choose these adjectives uh, very carefully. Um, yes, please. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> really admire in the athletic uh, components of manhood. Anywho. Uh, no, that didn't do it. Okay. <laughs> Monster trucks. So, Derek Rose, his, uh, in his third season of his career, he had... That was uh, Derek Rose's... Let's see. says 2010... To 11, his MVP year, 25 points per game, and Ja has 26.7. Derek wow. Rose had a 44 point a percent uh, field goal percentage, and Jaw has 49. Derek Rose had 7.7 7 assists, Ja has 6.8, and D Rose had 4.1 rebounds, and Ja has 5.9.
0: Oh my God. So, yeah. what you're telling me based on this. Is that he should be MVP if they don't? because I know you can't be MVP and then be like go to the finals, right? Like they don't or is that just football no, you. Can. Enough? okay, so it's... No, it's either any sport you can, but it's a uh, this
2: for this year for for the season for basketball, there's a lot of contenders. Giannis is up there, but I don't think he'll get it compared to, there's um, DeRozan is another one that's, I feel like, one or two up there with
0: Ja. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, DeRozan makes uh, great cars.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. DeRozan, <laughs> time, Rosen, Rosen. Right. DeRozan. Every time I hear dog name, I'm like, Rosen. Right, right. <laughs> get those prices rolling. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but no, I that's wow, that's that's intense to now. I'm finna, I swear to God, I'm gonna go watch like three fucking um, Memphis Grizzly games after this. So just YouTube, get ready to see me. Um, but, you know, I think uh, and Twitter. I um, I'm excited because you're excited, and I know how big you are on this sport and what Kobe meant to you. Now I'm excited, you know, and I would be. <laughs> I would love to see, you know, uh, if um, you know. If somebody's going to make it out the West and going to challenge us this year, I would love to see it be, um, you know, the Grizzlies. Because I still think we're making it out the East. Sorry, y'all. That's just the way I think, so. <clears throat> not wrong for that. Okay. Well. <laughs> I uh,
2: just want to change the subject here a little bit. It's kind of going into music, um, not related to what we're talking about for music. But uh, I think I've said on the pod before, um, my mom came. Uh, good friends with um, someone named Stevie Day, who is the uncle of Morris Day from Morris Day in the time. Mm-hmm. And there's some newsletters that she shared with me. That, um, was a message from Morris Day. He said, "I've given forty years of my life building up a name and legacy that Prince and I came up with, a name that while he was alive, he had no problem with me using. I literally put my blood and blood sweat and tears into Burning Valley to that name. In fact, he booked me on several tours and many jam-packed nights at Paisley Park under the name Moore at in the Time. Not once ever saying to me that I couldn't use that name configuration. However, now that Prince is no longer with us, suddenly the people who control his multimillion dollars estate want to rewrite history by taking my name away from me, thus impacting how I feed my family. So as of now, per Prince estate, I can no longer use more stay in the time in any capacity. And then later he, which I'm like, that's not what Prince would want. That's really sad. absolutely
0: not what Prince would right. want. Right.
2: What the later, fuck? Later, she sent me to me uh, that he just said on Facebook, I want to thank everyone for their thoughts and support regarding the estate matter. I felt all of your love and energy yesterday, and I look forward to your continued support until we find resolve. Thank you.
0: What the fuck, bro? Yeah. That's...
2: The music business is sadistic.
0: That is fucking sad. That's sad, bro. Like, what? How, who... I guess I covered up the fucked up story of the week, huh? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And that's been Apple 107. Nah. That...
3: But but it kind of makes sense because, you know, it well, if you believe in the whole conspiracy, um surrounding prince um and of course mj uh it it kind of makes sense especially since yeah especially since prince was trying to um i don't remember if he was trying to get out of his contract or trying to get his masters and he did so and after he did that's when he mysteriously um was was ill and, and died and stuff like that um um mike had just bought um what he did bought the whole Beatles Sony. collection or yeah. something like that?
2: He had bought like he had, <laughs> and I think he he had was just getting left. ready to make another
0: concert Huge in London or something, right? He yeah. owned he owned fifty percent of uh Sony's publishing catalog. But when he yeah, left, he wanted to be Spider Man. You're right. <laughs> yeah, he a uh, music wise he owned fifty percent of Sony's publishing catalog. Half of that company
3: right. Or the white goblin. Um,
0: <laughs> Which he succeeded looking at. Us? Uh,
3: but um, he was also looking to make another big purchase at that time. And I can't remember what it was. Uh, maybe it has to do with, um, with Disney. <laughs> I think he was in talks with uh, either Disney or Warner Brothers. Uh, one of them was in talks with Disney, and one of them was in talks with Warner Brothers. I think Princess. That'd was be crazy huge. I mean, they
2: got the money, but yeah. that's nuts.
3: And I think Mike was in, in talks with Disney about some things. Um, and then even, uh, you know, and not to to, to, um, to kind of like go against what he actually admitted he was doing, um, Bill Cosby. Um, but he was looking to do big things as far as network um, ac- acquiring and, and things of that nature before he, before all his um, offenses came up out of nowhere <laughs> um, and, you know, put him behind bars um, you know, not to say that you know it wasn't his just due, but it was just interesting the timing of all the shit that was going on around these three people.
2: Yeah, it's like really right, like uh, put this stuff out in the public now, you know? Yeah, dude, that's
0: yeah. that's fucking insane. And so the Prince thing, this is how I, this is what I heard it was uh, with Prince. Walt Disney killed Michael Jackson. That's nuts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> From the frozen grave and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse um, what you hater.
2: So it has
0: something to do with, I heard like after you've been in the music game or something like 35 years or some shit like that, um, you automatically get like your, it's like written into like music, I don't want to say the constitution, but like it's somewhere, I think it's like a federal law where after 35 years you get, no matter what's going on, you get the everything that you've made becomes yours like publishing and all that shit which is what yeah yeah so like if you if you're still if you're still alive it don't don't quote me on this exact thing so that's why they're killing them all. if you're starting if, young with the little lils and the little whatever ex, exactly exactly so we're gonna talk conspiracy theory that you and don't quote me on the law we'd have to look they're this like up. it's been 35 minutes but dude. i've heard, but i've heard, but i've heard this on many occasions um, that legally, after thirty-five years of of being officially like in you know your, your first release, there's some federal law that hands you, if you're still alive, um, all the right like the the rights and shit to your shit that you were the artist of. Um,
3: it's it's called termination rights. Um, yes, nice and it is like it is thirty-five years. Um, is it presented
2: by Ernest Schwarzenegger? You've been terminated. I'm like, wait, what? Did he yeah. write that? I'm kind of, um, um,
3: but especially, sorry. you can reclaim your copyright after 35 years. Yeah. It gives art, most artists the legal ability to break any contract yep. that they have
0: yep.
3: um, after 35 years and reclaim uh, their copyright uh, to their to their stuff. So and, yeah.
0: And here comes, and I believe Prince was on. <laughs> approaching year 35 in 2016 like he was approaching like coming on on 35 years from when he might have signed the first contract or whatever whatever the case um so i heard that that surrounding the conspiracy that if prince think about all the music that prince has and how he didn't want shit on youtube and i he he was just so anti the way shit was going because he wanted Mm -hmm. when he when he stepped into the arena he wanted all his shit which is mm-hmm. why he became the artist formerly known as. He became a symbol and shit. This is why.
3: Which is why you played all this shit, so yep. that you couldn't be like, "Well, yep. I played that baseline. No, nigga, I created it." Exactly. Yep, exactly.
0: <laughs> no, he's like, "Nope, nope." He wanted all that, all that shit, and he was coming up on year thirty-five. So I heard in um, towards the middle of twenty-sixteen. So like in either twenty-sixteen or t- top of twenty-seventeen was gonna be fully his. And his, he, his last name was Revolution. But
2: <laughs> Prince in the Revolution.
0: Like, and so if you if you're in the conspiracy theories, you have to look that up and get it, you know, kinda look at that. But that is what um a lot of people say is the reason he got pushed out of here because he Prince really had a lot of influence and really did a lot of stuff in music where if he got the rights to get that back, you know, it could really hurt a place like Warner Brothers, who who mm-hmm. was one of the big three, you know what I'm saying? Like if he if they have to give Prince all of his shit back. From the '80s and the '90s and shit that he did, like, bro, they gonna loot Purple Rain? Come on, man! They probably like, Purple Rain might be one of Warner Brothers' best-selling albums. Like, it's so like over <laughs> ten minutes. Like, come on! So, just thinking about just thinking about that, you know, it gets the the wheels turning a little bit. If you into well, that, I'm that. sure they never really meant to see, cause any harm, right? Of course not. Of course, they love that man dearly. They only wanted to Purple Rain, right? Purple oh. Rain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yes, that's very interesting. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, before we, before we, man, that feels feels somber. Sorry to more day in the time, man. That shit is horrible. Before we fully transition into music, though, I do want. There's a sports thing I do want to mention. Isaiah Thomas, uh, recently, which just, one? Um, the oh, old short one. one, the old bad the old boy, one, bad boy oh, piston, annoying. Sorry. Okay, Well, he's <laughs> he recently, and I'm paraphrasing the quote, but he basically you, this said man. this week. He said. He said, all y'all need to stop that talk about Giannis saying that he would not dominate in the 80s. Oh, yeah, I
2: saw that.
0: That's He's, true, though. Like, he would. I don't, who's I don't who's know. Who's
3: the original cat that said it? Because they got on dog ass right away. Like, uh, yep, that's that crack. <laughs> I
0: was going to say, I didn't know anyone said that that Giannis wouldn't be able to dominate in the he, 80s. But he said, he said, stop that talk about y- y'all, stop all that talk about saying Giannis wouldn't dominate in the 80s. He said, Isaiah Thomas said, he would dominate in the '80s, the '90s, the 2000s, or whatever era. We have mm-hmm. not seen a, a, a beast like this in our league ever. To coming coming from Isaiah Thomas, the bad boy Piston team, Isaiah Thomas, that mm-hmm. era when it was like like bro, like that's heavy. That's heavy. That is an accolade because people talk about how motherfuckers in this, in this league now are like soft. It's very and, light. Yeah, you know, like. <laughs> Just... Yeah,
3: Charles Oakley, I said that shit, yeah. um, saying that what the um, Giannis fuck? would be a bench player in his era. <laughs> Yo, wait, sorry, breaking news real quick. You guys know Brittany
2: Greiner? Brittany Griner. Greiner, mm-hmm. she plays her in the NW, sorry, WNBA. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah she got arrested in Russia um, in February on drug smuggling charges after vape cartridges were allegedly found in her carry-on luggage.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, this is not a good time to be getting arrested in Russia. These yeah. churches could be punishable for 10 well, years I mean, in
3: prison. It'd be worse if she was arrested in Ukraine.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's not uh, not that's not funny. I'm la- not laughing. Carry yeah, on. Dirty I mean, it's true. <laughs> it's very true. Huh? <clears throat> yes, though.
3: Oh, come on. We've lost what that.
0: <laughs> said Ukraine, hey bro, hey pray for Ukraine with us. Remember, a...
2: remember those baby carrots oh <laughs> uh, yeah uh,
3: <laughs> definitely live to worship, oh man Hyro <laughs> Jelly, Hyrule Jiffy oh,
0: man, <laughs> is, uh, good times here, um yeah, so yes, that is uh first of all, I hope she makes it out of that alive, honestly, and that's not even a joke mm. a dead ass, dead ass yeah, right. dead ass <laughs> And yeah, uh, Charles Oakley was the one who who, who set that first, who got mm-hmm. Isaiah to come back and be like, "Bro, shut up," because bro, what is you what are you talking about?
3: That's what they said. There's that crack, you right? Right? Crack.
0: <laughs> because like, what are you talking about? If there's any dominant players in the league right now, right. Giannis is gonna be one of them.
2: Mm-hmm. He's he's physically built and and plays like LeBron level, you know? Yeah. Right. But he he doesn't. He's not a pussy like Le- 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 LeBron where he would like whines or flops or stuff like that.
3: Well, I mean, and the thing okay, so this is the thing with, with, with that shit. Because a lot <laughs> of people give dog a lot of like I'm not even a, a LeBron fan. Um, but a lot of people <laughs> they talk shit about dog in his in and how he plays, but he's effective in what he does usually. So it's like, I keep doing that shit too. If uh, if it yeah. worked, you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> For competitive edge, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's not like he well, doesn't have the physique to dominate even still. and in, 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 As you well, consider like, one of the old heads in the NBA. He can still get up and duck on niggas and take it to the hole this, without any problems.
2: He can, but a lot of times, I mean, he does do that. But what, what I'm saying, if you're built like that, Drive through the hole and dunk and shut your mouth and they get on defense right But away. basketball
3: when, is not just a Spartan sport.
2: Just like I'm not Jordan, saying just would you let me finish?
3: But <laughs> I'm saying you keep saying, you know, just
2: do this, do this. But he is doing yeah. the best to get the points yes. on Inlanda. the Okay. So he <laughs> could he's built like that, so he could be doing that. And he is doing that a lot of times. But there's times that he talks to the refs about kicking out audience uh, audience members, what the shit? Uh fans <laughs> the audience, <what> the shit? <laughs> and stuff like that. When you get Move it back to like MJ or Kobe era stuff like that, where you know Kobe said that he was playing against uh Tracy McGrady and he knew that Tracy McGrady had a bad back. So he like when everyone's coming back down from trying to rebound the ball, Kobe put his elbow into team's yeah. back. Like there's a big difference, and they didn't complain or. But whine. it isn't.
3: Look, it's a. It's a. It's an intelligence thing. It's not a difference. Is what I'm telling you. It's it's the same thing. We just uh, frown on Dog because it's like, oh, that seems like a weak move. It's not a weak get, move. He's working the, the same I angle get, that other people do on a physical level. On I am a, going to remove the NPC
2: level. logo and put in that crane LeBron. <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> no way, wait. Listen, I love LeBron so much, but just <laughs> stop with the whininess. You have the the power. It's. You With great different. power comes great, whiny, clean needing <laughs> vast. I don't okay, know, man. It works because wait.
3: it makes everybody talk about this nigga and he demoralizes the other team by removing the fans.
2: Yeah, wait. well, you know what else works? Just Snoop Dogg, like 24-8, <laughs> and he just keeps working and working. I heard he's got a new album. I was crazy, man. Let's- wait, wait, he's God. back on death <laughs> row.
0: Before, before we you leave, can take that to the party. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I just want to say I I get what is what is being said about LeBron. Um I get what you're saying, Russell, because Floyd Mayweather is is Oh, that bitch. That we, Okay, we see who you hate, we see who you hate, Russell or uh Cody. He mm-hmm. is not the he is a great boxer. He's not the most powerful. He's not the whatever whatever. He's not the most powerful reader. <laughs> he's not <laughs> But he plays a point. He knows the point system for boxing and how many times he got to connect mm-hmm. and that. And so people oh, yeah. talk. People talk shit about him. He's like a Tom Brady. People talk shit about him, but but he's mm-hmm. doing the same thing in his sport as LeBron is doing in his sport. If he knows he can get that foul or he can flop or, or he can like whatever can happen, so he can get to the line and make that point to, to win that game. He gonna play mm-hmm. smart. Whether we be like you're a lie, you're flopping. Like we might get mad, yeah. but he's he he knows what's gonna get what's gonna get statistically In, get him there to the line or get him, you know, where he needs to be. So, I get When it. we're talking about the Floyd Mayweather thing,
2: statistically, I'm Statistic- just thinking, like, yeah, he's he's getting the points, he's running around, and then, boop, little jab, and then runs around again, like, boop, little stuff, and then, yeah, <laughs> it gets points. But it's not, you don't look at him, oh, okay, I don't look at him and say, like, wow, he is so great what? because he's doing that. <laughs> this is This is really exciting. I'm glad I'm watching this. No, I, like, the Mike Tyson,
0: Muhammad Ali. Who's the other <laughs> guy? Rocky Balboa. <laughs> Apollo Creed, looking at us. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, so I just... You guys are fucking funny. But, well, you know, LeBron James, he does play in L.A. on the West Coast. You know who else is from L.A.? Do you
3: practice these? No. These... No. Always, no, like,
2: oh. no, no, I do not.
0: I do not. This is this is on the fly. You'd hear him backtrack. You're like, no, 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 that's not T.S. TS it. Oh.
3: But, <laughs> you flop it right now, and
0: I... So, um, you know who else is alive and brings oxygen? Right. <laughs> this guy.
3: You who else doesn't flop? This looking ass. Right, fish
0: is looking ass, In inside the water. Um, so Snoop Dogg someone once said that Calvin Brodus aka the world's favorite crip Big Snoop Dogg's life is like a video game the twist is that the (laughs) D-O-W-G the D-O-W-G has lived out and completed the main mission becoming one of the most respected and richest rappers of all time and is now choosing random DLCs to download and pick off his bucket list like playing a crooked right like playing a crooked pastor (laughs) <laughs> on the hit TV series BMF to having a cooking show with lifestyle queen Martha Stewart. Well, in 2022, it has already been quite the experience for the legendary West Coast artist, originally known as Snoop Doggy Dog and even formerly known as Snoop Lion for a brief moment. Not only did he join his mentor and partner in rhyme Dr. Dre in performing at the Super Bowl halftime show, he started that <laughs> that same week in February, with the announcement that he had purchased Death Row Records. The label that started his career and was home to Dre and legends like Tupac Shakur, among others, is now back in his hands. And as such... I have questions about that when you're done with the intro. Absolutely. And as such, that same week, he dropped a surprise release of Back with two C's, because you know he a crip, Back on Death Row. (laughs) But, how does Snoop's 19th Album, yes, nineteenth album. Fair in today's music world. So, Cody, what are your? What's your question before we get into you know some some gangster shithead asked
3: I have a question. Yes. Which episode of Watch Mojo did you steal that intro from? You said which episode of what? <laughs> what? Watch Mojo did you steal that intro from? Um, Here are the top two. I believe dogs. I raised my <laughs> hand first, sir. Oh, yours is more You're relevant. Skipping the line. Serious. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: You said no, after, that was mine. I was gonna after... exactly say that same thing. I'm just kidding. Wait, <laughs> really? I was like, damn, <laughs> hey, same page. Same thing. Which intro of how that should have ended? Did you steal this <laughs> from? <us right now? laughs> um, no, my question is so wasn't so Death Row was. I don't know if "owned" is the right word by Shug Knight. Stolen. (laughs) It was. But then I also murdered
3: too by show Knight. (laughs) (laughs) But I
2: remember. I remember remember that I. I. uh, We found out a few years ago that was it Hasbro. There was like some toy company that owns Death Row. Do you remember that? Yep. So how can they two have two like owners like that? You know.
0: Well, like like, who owns Death Row? Hasbro or Snoop Dogg? Hasbro owned it and then uh, and then I think a private company, I just looked this up. Hasbro owned it and then a private company bought it from Hasbro. It's like oh. a smaller like a um smaller record focused company bought it from Hasbro. And I then, know Hasbro ever give it up or should Hold on. Just hold on one second. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> uh, American to I mean American toy company Hasbro announced a a $4 billion purchase of E1, making them the owner E1 owned it. In April of 2021, Hasbro and E1 announced it would sell off E1 Music to the Blackstone Group. The Blackstone Group um, acquired it um, in June of 2021. February 9th, 2022, Snoop Dogg announced that he would acquire the rights to Death Row Records trademark. From M M N R K Music Group The rename of E1 Music So Here's what I'm wondering <clears throat> And I don't ha- I can't break I don't want to falsify or say anything that might be wrong So I'm, I'm just wondering this The trademark He owns the trademark Does that not mean he owns I don't think he owns Death Row Records catalog does that make sense? And I, this, yeah. from what I'm reading, and also in the rec on the album, in the songs, because we talk about the album, he does say, um, "I need my masters to doggy style," because that shit was a motherfucking classic. I would think whoever owns Death Row's catalog has his masters.
2: So, you know, and I, I recently, I don't know, a month or two ago, I recently listened to Doggy Style for. Admittedly, the first time. Yeah, that's not okay. I don't know what what the whole hype was, like
0: I and I love the older music, you know. Right. I mean, I guess in nineteen I don't... <laughs> in nineteen ninety two, it might have been, you know. That's hype. all the head. Or ninety ninety three, excuse me. Ninety three might have been, you know, it might have been hype then. Um, I, I don't know. think if you come in, come into it for the first time in the year two thousand twenty one. Um. You know, I don't know if we can necessarily say it's gonna gonna give you the same feel that it did in '92 before anybody had heard anything because Snoop and G Funk and all that shit was like new then. You know, like that whole. But bro, like when I tell you, I listen to more older music than I do newer
2: music. Like on average. Got you. So you think something like that era would be up my alley, and I love Chronic Chronic 2001. Sorry, the albums to be clear, but uh, it's. (laughs) Got you. You know, there's two packs, so it's just like it seems like. So I'm like, okay, I'm excited. Let's let's huh. learn history. Okay, and I'm like, nah, I don't know. So
3: he owns Death Row Records. He owns the. has all the rights. He has um, the publishing, the IP, the label, the logo. The he owns <laughs> uh, Death Row Records.
0: So what's the, he got it all. The old stuff too. He owns that.
3: He owns the masters to everything, uh, to Tupac's stuff, to his stuff, to everyone who came. Dude. Oh wow! Oh wow! He owns the masters. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe he Dude, wrote big that. Song. Congrats
2: to Dog! Right, big congrats to, to dogs dogs on just... Dog on <laughs> what? <laughs> right,
0: damn. I'm happy for him. Not like he needs it, but like that's awesome. Maybe that line yeah. in that song. It's just it's, it's in um house I built I think living in oh, the way I did it um. Maybe that song was wrote before he got the whole deal done, because he definitely mm-hmm, said, me. "I need my master." Because "Doggy Style" nigga was a motherfucking classic. Well, that's that's huh. Shout out to Big Snoop Dog, <laughs> man. I I'm happy for you, bro. Like <laughs> it's funny though, like how you're saying like he's in
2: like you're in the DLC stuff. Like he's so in everything. I yes, saw so recently what he's got his own uh, NFT and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. sandbox is in the metaverse I'm like this cat just sees stuff new stuff come like surfacing that <laughs> yeah. even I don't even know like what the heck it is and he's like I, I know it's going to be big I'm going to get into this and just get a bunch of
0: money you know yep yep he, God, he's good he's, with it he's like one of the top 10 richest rappers in history like he's worth like 160 million here I want some somebody to know something rappers and musicians do not be as rich as y'all think <laughs> like I really want people to really just take. They the to do it. Again. They got to do more than just the music. To right. Try. Like. Right. Exactly. A, a
3: person and, like. And, and, that's no. why
0: Wiz Khalifa doesn't make music anymore. <laughs> Actually.
3: Yeah, he's lifting weights. Right. Now, right
0: um, he kickboxing the fuck out of nigga. <laughs> he. Uh, uh, bro. So no, not-
3: basically, what that that, that thing, what, what you just said, Cody, means is you you know what sandbox games are, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, because I've seen like a little clip of his thing. Um, I remember, like, back in high school playing that on, like, an iPod Touch, you know, but I just... I'm just still amazed, like, how old he is, and he's... I mean, he probably has people that help him, too, but, like, he's just getting his hands
0: in literally everything. Pause. Right, <laughs> Dude. Sam, so, this has something to do with sandbox-style video style video games?
3: Well, yeah, because... Okay, so, if, if you're talking about his NFT, that's, a, that's something different. Um, but if you're talking about what a sandbox actually is is basically giving him credit for being as creative and intuitive in his own sort of world um if as far you know when you, when you talk about your intro uh, how he's he has a good friend in martha stewart which is like weird he's been yes. on <laughs> different shows and and he, he's he's done so much that it looks like he's playing his own video game and he's just like a creative player that's just doing whatever the fuck he wants to in his own open world game. That's kind of what the sandbox is. It's, it's when you have the, the creativity to do whatever in your own universe or whatever. And so they're saying that this nigga has just added something more to his sandbox in his own metaverse. It's where, like Inception. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, okay.
2: So okay. He, <laughs> just, he
3: just has <laughs> the ability just basically to well, the fuck he wants to do, um, and is it's successful in those things for the most part. Like this nigga changed his name to Snoop Lion, and we laughed about it, but niggas called him Snoop Lion.
0: Right, yeah, and they did. Yeah, for, yeah, for, <laughs> for like two years. I don't recall years. people ever calling him that. Yes, no, for two, for two, he went in the yeah. he would he went he did the reggae album, which is a good bro. First of all, here's what be it's, pissing I never me listened. off. Here's what be pissing me off when he do this. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Here, so he uh-huh i know he had so what he does is he goes he and other artists that are good at at like longevity he will reinvent himself in different points this mm-hmm. nigga made a, 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 a reggae album which was good mm-hmm. if you ever listen to the album it's actually good it's actually good mm-hmm. bro Yeah, bro. Like, what? Uh, Did he make a gospel album? Yes, and it was actually good, bro. It was actually,
3: (laughs) bro. Duh, he created a cooking show that would sell. For, that would sell for millions if he, he sold it, and it was really cooking. Like he was really cooking shit, and it was, the food looked good. I think he has like a cookbook out and shit too. Yes, Like yes, he would just get yes. whatever the fuck he wanted. Dude, dude, and then <laughs> you and
2: talking and about all these billionaires and and he was in some and, like German stuff. commercial too. Like, yes, yeah. like.
3: <laughs> like between him and John Cena, I'm like, God, what the fuck is y'all <laughs>
0: exactly,
3: doing? Exactly, bro. ice cream. At that.
0: <laughs> bro. He will say you this nigga was, he did bro he did. <laughs> Porn, bro. He did like a. He had his own porn. Hey, whoa. Let's you know, let's ease up there now. <laughs> he's like, well, no, no. He didn't. He didn't do we the. Didn't porn. We don't have to dive that far into his catalog. <laughs> but let's just talk about the album now. No, he didn't. He, no, he didn't do porn. He didn't do the porn himself. But he had like a porn video where he was like the producer and like he was doing me. I, okay, I, time, moment of truth. Moment of truth. I remember being. And a, he played the bass too. He he played, so, <laughs> I remember being a teenager, right, and watching this Snoop Dogg porn, and he's just in. Just like, just, wait a minute. In between, this is the, where you start digging your own hole. You no, I'm gonna be. I'm a real nigga. I'm talk talk my shit. Nah, uh, here's in the in the porn. In between, like the porn scenes, it's like him having a music video. So it'd be like. A porn scene and then they to the, transition <laughs> oh, would, the transition would be him and a bunch of naked bitches and some other niggas and if i hit this pussy you gonna tell on me i remember that song very vividly i don't know why if i hit this pussy you mm-hmm. gonna tell on me tell him. bro in the in between the, the, the transitions in the porn is his music video bro what the fuck what in the fuck bro so do you know
2: how he writes
0: his lyrics he fr- or a- does he just come up with it on the fly? He freestyles. <laughs> he is a big ass freestyler. I what? was just
2: thinking while listening. I'm so glad yeah, I got to change that subject. Slow. How Listening to <laughs> to uh, this album, I'm like, he really. It doesn't sound like he writes anything. It sounds like he just gets in there and just goes with the flow. Yeah, and it's, goes it's not. Yep, right. Yep. <laughs> and it and it's not like he's saying anything like profound. Oh, that's so
0: amazing, or awesome! But you still love it and vibe with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like Wiz bro. He don't don't get it twisted. Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg has written stuff. Is especially he's, he wrote a lot of shit. Because he, he wrote he re- writes for other people. He has written stuff. Um, he has mm-hmm. wrote some of his records. Everything is not a freestyle, but a lot of it is. And I'm not talking about the rap calculated freestyle that we see Jay Z and and Lil Wayne do, because what they do is not freestyling. what they do is they actually craft bars they'll have some and they'll like wrap like four bars and they'll stop and they'll pause and they'll be like okay hold on okay and and then they punch again and so they they they're writing sometimes on the fly but they're writing thinking crafting bars and then it's discount style so it's not, not freestyle discount style right it's, it's not like and it's still that's still amazing don't we're not gonna discredit jay or or, or wayne because that's some amazing shit to just mm-hmm. do but um snoop kind of just goes in and just gets high and raps he's done that a lot of his career you can tell and you can cody you can tell like the way he does it in certain certain records it's just a bunch of just smooth shit not necessarily like you said not profound but you know it does what it's, what it's supposed to do hell yeah that's right um but before we go any further, before we go any further, um, thoughts on this album, Cody? What? Did, how did you feel about this album, bro?
2: Um, I liked it. Let me get to the, bring it up here. Okay. Uh, so right off the bat, track one and two, he's introducing you, like, "Hey, I'm back on death row." This, you know, and then it's it's the straight up throwback stuff, like when he start, you know, and that I loved it. It was great nostalgia. It was great music. Um, uh, Sandwich Big, I liked a lot, too. Um, I think... What's it? And then Conflicted with Nas, that was really nice. Um, and then it gets into later, it's just... A lot more, it's like he's doing like the old nostalgic stuff with some newer, kind of like, to, I don't know, whatever today's music is, you know? And right. it's not bad. Like usually you hear that and it's like, uh, what is this trap? Like he's there old people are trying to like he, he makes it work and I don't have to think twice about like an old guy doing this music, you know? Right. And yeah. it's good. Um, but yeah, as T S was kinda in you, we're kinda talking about with trip enthusiasm. <laughs> um, so yeah, the beat was entertaining for a bit and then I'm like, they really playing this the whole song. <laughs> 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 They really are. Uh, <laughs> now, now his 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 flow and you know what he was doing it was it was okay it was good he could have done it at a different song but man if you wanted to use like a snippet of that beat okay but the whole i felt like i was in a carnival i did not you know so there's that <laughs> so there's that really, <laughs> but yeah there is i don't know so as far as everything even replay value to a I don't think it's too high. Like I'd play it again, but not like on repeat, you know. Okay, okay. So I'd probably give it like an eight.
0: Okay, okay. Russ, what you think, bro? Um,
3: so I thought the the CD was um was pretty smooth. It, it felt like just pretty much like a riot CD. Um, as I told you before, yeah. we kind of got up here. Um, I was kind of just having it in the background while I was cleaning. Um, but I was still listening to it. Um. And much to the chagrin of both you niggas, uh, one of my favorite tracks was Crip Your Enthusiasm.
2: <laughs> it was uh, one of your favorites? Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
2: the way Corneal. they incorporated the song,
3: because it wasn't the whole fucking song. Um, it was snippets, and they chopped it up to where it was like, it fit. It was the fucking song. It was not. It was the beginning, the first It felt the, like the hours. Episode. I'm like, and is then, this the
2: Titanic? <laughs> and then
3: um, he, uh, he chopped it up to where it was definitely not the entire Curb Your Enthusiasm song. It was just that snippet that fit with how he wanted it to go. And I thought it was really clever, and it's one of my favorites on the other uh, shit. Right. I could listen to it, work it, pretty much the whole started. album, except that um, one fucking patriarchal song. I absolutely detested that shit. Um, <laughs> and it was definitely shit on the desert road. I fucking hate that song. Uh, <laughs>
2: I feel like how how I was saying like how he's got his hands and everything too, and especially like newer stuff. Um, that's how I felt with Crippier enthusiasm because mm-hmm. I feel like you hear that uh, music a ton now in like TikToks and Instagram videos and all that jazz, you know. And you know, keeping up with the not the
0: Joneses, I don't know the kids.
1: Mm-hmm. I just feel <laughs> like
0: he he knew what he was doing, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So what would you what would you give it, Russell?
3: Um, eight eight point five
0: somewhere in there. Oh wow! 8. Okay, eight point five right. songs. Eight point five songs. Got you, got you. Okay, well, <laughs> um, I don't know, I'm just trying to pull up the. I have a lot PDF more and shit. I have a lot more. Snoop... <laughs> have a lot more Snoop Dogg on my um because I was trying to find the song that you were talking about. I have a lot more Snoop Dogg on my phone than I thought.
3: Which song? The one that I said was shit?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, I found it. Here it is. Here. Oh no, that's this the porno. Wait, are you talking? Please don't tell me you're talking about daddy. Yes, the fuck I am. Oh,
1: no, no,
0: no, you're not. my shit. Oh, oh, that shit was no. awful,
3: dog.
2: Dog, hey, that's my, my shit?
0: shit. Oh, that is. Okay. The, not- the one song is. Hey, 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 fuck all that.
2: The <laughs> fuck? I oh, is that where he says, I'm not your father, I'm your daddy? Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah that- daddy? I
2: thought that was slick. Daddy.
0: That was my. That of was course, my I, dog. Dog. <laughs> I- <laughs> oh, Damn, was oh. ah fucking terrible song.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can uh, rip it. Okay, all right. sonically, yeah, <laughs> rip said, it from the album. The Patriot articles.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, damn, bro. That's, hey, I ain't gonna be in front. Of, that's my shit. That's the one I played the most off the record, bro. <laughs> I, I, as soon as I heard it, I'm like, they're gonna love this shit.
3: And
2: we're gonna talk about it tomorrow. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So why do you say, why did you know that we were gonna like it? Because of this the style, because of the beat,
3: because of the annoying ass nigga singing underneath whatever the fuck hook he was singing. I'm like, this shit sound like... Beatles fucking, I hate this song.
0: <laughs> dog, no man. Oh, man. Well, uh, okay, I, well. and
3: I listened to it all the way, so I can hate it all <laughs> right, the way. Right, so I got like, you. I got you. I have proof. I think I put it up. I fucking hate the dog song. Like dog. I skipped. To, to see but it was going to be the same thing throughout the whole fucking song, and I'm like, yep, it is. <laughs> I just, it was going to
0: ah, so I could
3: tell him, no, I fucking hate this song, because I ah, know dog.
0: you niggas going to be like, yo, this song was the best song on the album. I'm mad that you know what the song. Fire. That was the one I was like, yes, dude, I was burning. Where's you know? yes, burn. <laughs> he said burn it up. <laughs> <laughs> dog, I'll be on the freeway cruising <laughs> oh, Fucking, that's crazy. I know. So I, no know I know, know like, <laughs> you. Yeah. shit. He said, "Be a fucking... Oh shit! Shout out Russell for making me laugh. That okay? All right, we gonna get into it then. Um, well, first, I guess I was gonna originally I was telling my my pod that I was gonna go back to reviewing this in the way that I usually reviewed it, which was you know three records writing. But then I I kind of sh- uh, shied away from that because this is more about less about like the specific moments and more just about like the things he did like so i did revert and go back to my old way because i had three three things i wanted to talk about um the first thing being his his voice relaxed delivery Mm -hmm. um from the moment snoop Dogg became a household name in the early 90s like we realized that his musical like mystique and and appeal as a rapper was the mellow Tone and easygoing ways that the man gives the people his raps. Mm -hmm. Um I feel like on uh back on Death Row, um Snoop is giving us the butter smooth cadence without fail. Like one of my favorite examples is Doggy Styling. Um in which he even raps (laughs) about how his music is so gangster and smooth that you can get your bang on and party at the same time. That that that's my shit too. That doggy styling, everybody knows. That's definitely like quintessential like Snoop Dogg like that. He doesn't get more Snoop than that. Um, the br- the bounce, the low tone delivery is so calm yet energetic, and it never falls out of the pocket either. Um, that's the thing about Snoop when we're talking about his freestyle and his ability to to make records. Because he be so high and so like in tune and just like letting it flow, he, he don't never be like off. I ain't never seen Snoop Dogg be off beat. I ain't never heard and I've heard every rapper be off beat. From Nas to Jay Z, I've heard everybody fumble some shit. Snoop never had to Jay that? Electronica. Yep, yep. Jay, Le- I'm talking about <laughs> niggas with bars. I'm talking about I'm talking about niggas with bars. I'm talking about the new niggas that sing. They and definitely know make- me sometimes, man. Everybody, man. I didn't see these niggas. I didn't heard these niggas. I, Nicki Minaj. I didn't heard niggas and been like, bro, he that could have just waited half a second to say that word and it would have been bouncy. But now it's a little chopping there. Like I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I feel like sometimes there might be
2: like people thinking too like uh, rappers maybe like thinking too hard yep. or yep. Yep. trying to get it right like this is what I want to do with this you know and, oh I messed up let me go back yes. and he just like doesn't stop and he does I feel like it's thoughtless and it just goes yep and he exactly just, like a wave
0: yep effortless there's an effortless uh, effortless effortlessness of behind how Snoop makes these records like, man. Like you told me years ago, he's like the definition of chill and cool. <laughs> yes, that's, he is, Snoop Dogg is the definition of chill and cool. i yes, yes, dude. Um, also, um, on the song "Conflicted" with featuring uh, Nas, he gives us just enough energy in in this banger because it's a banger too. But it's like just enough energy, but it's smooth enough that it makes for an effect that only he can create. He even has Nas come in with that really, like, silky delivery that can only happen on the Snoop Dogg record. Um, Just the way he delivers his raps is never forced. It's never forced. And that is so 30 years deep. That is something you have to appreciate about uh, uh, what Snoop does. Um, The second part of this album that I really like is there's no force in formula. So almost piggybacking off of the way that he always gives his same, like, relaxed delivery, Snoop um, is always on the mark as Snoop Dogg, but it's not old or stale. Um, so the other thing that comes from loving Snoop and how he creates music is not only a universal groove. He's not old? Right. <laughs> it's not. It's not. He's, he's fit, he <laughs> old again. as shit, really, in rap. He's old as shit, but he don't <laughs> act it. He don't act it or feel old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's like, that, he's like that cool uncle at the barbecue that you can, like, you know... Crack a beer open with and just, you know, chop it up with He gonna be, you know, shoot you some Shoot you some game, you know what I'm saying? You gonna learn some shit from the nigga, like Um, but he creates music that is not Only universal, has a universal Groove and delivery and Rappers, but the type Of music he makes Is Like, you, it's basically How can I say this? The type of music he makes is Always gonna sound like Snoop Dogg, right? So, he is embodied like G-Funk fluid West Coast gang banging style and themes in his music from the beginning. And one would think There's that the
1: horn. <clears throat> right <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, he was he was destined to go there. Um and That's one, changed the subject yeah. Did you guys <laughs> ever listen to Algorithm? <laughs> no. I have not, but mm, I heard it's I good was, though. He dropped like yeah. dude between that between that last year and then he had another album at the beginning of the year that had like a little Eminem disc on there. But man, really? but, yeah, yeah um it was right before yeah. him and them got it back together like <laughs> made it up you know what i'm saying oh um, yeah, siri actually introduced me to algorithm that's really nice oh man social, um social chill stuff on but um so he's he would embody you know the p-funk the west coast gangbang style the things all that from the beginning and one would think that after 19 albums in 30 years we would be sick of it right well wrong as we've all said here and said there are some really good moments on this album. We really enjoy some of the shit he did. Whether you whether it's crip your enthusiasm or you know conflicted or whatever the case, whatever your favorite song is, there's some shit that he's doing that only Snoop Dogg can do that we love. Um, and the fact that he does that um, and he does not let it sound stale is what is so impressive for me about Snoop Dogg. Um, for example, the pimp and player persona that Snoop has come to be known for is recharged. Um, in 2022 with a song like daddy which russell hates but it's but whether we think it's good or bad is it, again it's quintessential uh snoop talking that pimp shit like bitch like, you know what i'm saying like it reminded me of uh of uh the next episode he was like uh take a bullet with him, dick and take up on his jet i was trying bullet, damn down for the follow-up rap and if you happen to get cracked bitch shut your trap come back get back it reminded me of that type of Delivery where he just talking to a bitch like <laughs> just talking to a bitch like play, play a play role bitch because I'm a big Snoop Dogg it, he's doing that same Snoop Dogg thing just uh, and greasing it up with the 2022 20, beat and young nigga shit that's going it don't sound old but it sounds young enough to where I was in the car like oh shit Snoop got a banger you know what I'm saying so um, so it's the same type of record we used to from Snoop just new just new enough to have the bounce that we need. Or on Crip Your Enthusiasm, which sampled the intro to the iconic TV show Curb Your Enthusiasm. This record is brilliant. First of all, I just like, want to say that. Um, it has made... It has one of the best lines on the album. Still leave niggas assed out like Veen Reigns. Sir. 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 <laughs> first of all, we not going to just skip over the fact that Snoop Dogg, even in all his freestyle weed glory, that nigga can rap. He Ooh. has had moments... Snoop has been... There was moments in the early 90s where Snoop was one of those dudes... And we don't, give, we don't give him enough credit from his, For his storytelling ability in the, Like the same mm-hmm. funk driven storytelling From an obvious student of Slick Rick Which he has always said Slick Rick is one of his favorites Um But dipped in blue and cripplified And only Snoop in the way only Snoop can Um he has been doing this On record for years but again it's not stale Um he He sticks to the formula like it was crafted For the first time yesterday It's crazy Um <laughs> The last thing I really liked about this album, and this is just a quick blurb, is the West Coast co- cohesiveness. The sound of production on this album is very cohesive for the most mm-hmm. part. I mean, Daddy, songs like Daddy and maybe one or two other songs drop out, but it's like a 16-track album, and for, mo- for the most part, it's definitely in the pocket. Um... It's not all over the place. He keeps it very West Coast, also adds a little bit of exclusive funk that was inspired by the likes of Bootsy Collins and Parliament that we love hearing from a West Coast album. You know, mm-hmm. songs like House I Built, which is produced by Hit Boy, or mm-hmm. um, even uh, Get This Dick, produced by Trevor Lawrence Jr. And then uh, my favorites, Coming Back uh, Outside the Box and Snoopy Don't Go, all produced by frequent collaborator DJ Battlecat. Um, all of these sounds really embody what Snoop has always sounded like and how he stays true to form and it's very West Coast, which is something that him and Dre and even people like who we don't give enough credit to, like DJ Quick, um, those type of niggas really built this that that funky sound for the West Coast, and so he does it well in 2022. Overall, this album is a nice body of work. Uh we get Snoop in pure Snoop form and the dogfighter does not disappoint. He does what he does, and he does it well. The areas in which this falls short for me In two spots in particular You know, Dr. Dre Or even Death Row collaborators Like Corrupt and Daz Although we do get the late, great You know, Nate Dogg on Outside the Box R.I.P. Um, I just wanted it With with a title like Back on Death Row You know Not to say that I go into any expectations With a Snoop Dogg album But you just think that you would get Something that played more to Death Row a little bit Or kind of, you know, link those people in Um, And the last thing replay value um while i love snoop and everything he has done in the world there is nothing here that is going to keep me locked into listening to this at all i love snoop dogg i love you know what he's been able to accomplish but as a whole i don't think i'm gonna be replaying this album much at all um Just like, I think it's like one or three songs that might pop up on my playlist here and there, or I might go back and be like, oh man, I feel like hearing this right now. But as an album, all in all, I give it a solid 7.5. It's not too much, it's not too little, it's just enough going on that, you know, shows us that you can, in fact, teach an old dog new tricks. So, that's what I give it. And now it's time for Russell prosity T. Uh. yeah. <laughs> Classic.
3: <laughs> Alright, so the usual intro for this shit is usually I really couldn't think of anything to talk about but then I had some amazing what? revelation or stumbled <laughs> across something that made everything click. Hmm. Nope. I got
0: nothing. <laughs> I keep out. <laughs> then I got pissed off so I found... Oh, wait, you really, you really got nothing? No, I'm kidding. Oh, um, I was like, damn, all right, well, that's episode
2: 107.
0: You and T S you and T S really believe everything Russell says. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I do. I really I hope he don't tell me that, you know, I have to start murdering people because it would probably be like no, well.
3: I, I hope I don't start telling you that
2: either. He's no, like, but I hate humans, yeah, so they're like, like hey, McCoy comes, they McCoy
0: comes back, he's like, all right, now what? Right, exactly. I was kidding, bro, what? <laughs> it yeah. was sarcasm. You I get the analogy I was trying to Ran, say him, ran him right off the road. <laughs> right off the road, man. Right off the road. He's in the ditch. He's in the ditch. <laughs> 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 I played daddy as I was driving away because it just seemed so like great. <laughs> Oh no, you you exposed yourself. They already know you like daddy. <laughs> right. God damn it, I'm <laughs> <laughs> i just saying I should have played Crypto Enthusiasm. It was never known.
1: <laughs> All
3: right. But I did really <laughs> struggle <laughs> with finding something that <laughs> Really resonated with me. Like, there's a lot of shit going on lately, man. Um, what? Nah. Russia and <laughs> um, train skirmishes and full-on battles and shit now. Yeah, man. Um, America will start going like
2: the car,
3: right? America gearing up for more protect the world shit. Um, gas prices are right, like a motherfucker. Man, I was uh, at this gas station the other day, and gas was like. Three something. it was like 3.05 um, later Dude,
2: that that's crazy I totally
3: didn't leave the house so this is awesome <laughs> yeah. right. like, like 3.05 <laughs> and then later that same fucking day, like it was like 8 o'clock at night, yep. the gas was like 3.55 yep. I'm like what the fuck yep. just
0: happened yep. Joe? Yep. Just over, <laughs> I just over...
3: took a lunch break what the hell? <laughs> no, that, that
0: literally happened last week, so last week Wednesday um, Good. we I was at it was last week Wednesday, I remember the day I was getting my hair braided I went, we went to um, my lady's aunt's house, right? Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how gas prices from Tuesday to Wednesday night jumped fifty cents, mm-hmm. and over the last week they've jumped another fifty. Gas right here, right now around around me, is mm-hmm. um, between three eighty nine a gallon to four oh nine a gallon right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's fucking ridiculous, right? Exactly, exactly. Gas prices, and so
3: I, I've heard tell that they might raise the shit to five within like a couple weeks to a month.
0: Jesus Christ,
2: man. So right. the thing, I always hear people complain, and yeah, you don't want to pay more, but especially the, those dumb Republicans, you know, they always complain like, oh, this president, gas prices are the side because of them, you know? And it's like, okay, you weren't saying that when your president was around, you know? Right, exactly. <laughs> right, but, when
3: they did the same thing, you know? Right. I'm
2: but I was just thinking about back in when I was in college, like when it was like 550, I think that's what the highs I'm like, you know, and I would just got... So used to paying that, it was like five twenty, five whatever again. What the fuck right. what I it? mean, yeah. you get
3: you get used but, to it because like, what the fuck else you gonna do? You know yeah. what I mean? Right, yeah. exactly.
2: It's like you can't shop somewhere else, but right. So now N- it's like N- niggas ain't getting on their bike to go to work. It's <laughs> 15 <laughs> miles so, away. <laughs> right. So when it drops to like two dollars <laughs> and then it goes up to like three fifty, I'm like, okay, it stinks, but it could be worse, you know? Or like, I was used to paying this, so I'm, you know, oh well. Can <laughs> actually...
3: O'Neill gave a great. Um, analogy to the shit. He was like, yo, I remember gas was like 75 cents and it was mm-hmm. up to like, he's like, gas is like $5 now, nigga. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he was like, they did the same thing with sneakers. Sneakers used to be $40 for like some Dukes and then they was like, all right, they used to be 40 and now they're 80. And niggas was like, no, oh why? And then it was like they brought it back down to 65 and niggas is like, ooh. <laughs> but, but it's
1: still like $45 more. And he was like and he was
3: like, they got you, they got you ready for the ass fucking. And it was like and they ass fucked you really hard. And then now they even fuck you slow It'll make you think like they ain't fuck you, but they still fucking you. And he was like, that's what this country does
2: oh my god that is so yeah Yeah, i remember one one movie i really loved die hard that came out in 88 and i remember that's the same year that my sister was born and so when i watch this movie i look at there's a scene where they pan by uh the camera by a gas station and it was like 79 cents a gallon and i'm just looking at my mom like are you
1: kidding me Mm
0: -hmm.
3: (laughs) right dude
0: that's saying you know i just randomly had a thought two things one if i was riding my bike to work i would probably have daddy on an mp3 player and then also two what in the <laughs> fuck what in the fuck oh, Bro, I would... <laughs> um... the bike would catch on fire
3: because um, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hot <laughs> I hope the, the bike says mommy, y'all run
0: into the ditch. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the ditch, and when I run into the ditch, is like actually on some like Alice in Wonderland, should I end up in Ukraine? Like, god damn it. Um I I have to in, the <laughs> <laughs> in the fatherland. In the fatherland. that's good. But the second thing pod, is <laughs> the,
1: McCoy, sorry, no, boy.
0: the so uh, the second thing is why I can't remember what I was gonna say. Damn it. No, oh. You cast yeah. your bike. No, no. Why how many times just and this has nothing to do with anything. In fact, in fact, you guys probably don't even want to answer this. But how often do you think so he proceeds a, to talk. You know, in, in a in a lifetime, do you think that we pump gas? You ever thought about that? Like like 7 times. I'm scared. I was like, "Wait, no. That's that's in a month, sir." Um Dude, it's, I was just, yeah, I think
2: I saw the other day that it was something like you in your whole lifetime you wait like a total of like 6 months or something like that at a at traffic lights wow and i'm like that's crazy
0: damn damn that's crazy that's insane that's insane i just i don't know why I just thought about it randomly cuz i'm thinking about people getting gas and i'm like we all get gas often that's like a really normal life thing like you do that you do yeah. like how many times and do you And it's just... kind of
3: yeah i said the fly kind of uh ranges because Usually I can go, like, maybe, um, like, a couple weeks without having to fill up. Like, even when I was driving back and forth to work, like, I would probably fill up maybe, um, once every week or two. Yeah.
0: Like, Like,
3: so, like, maybe, like, three to four times a month. Yep. And having to budget for that is is ridiculous. I think that should be something that you just get for free and shit. But, you know.
2: (laughs) It's like being a girl and you have to pay for tampons. Yeah, right. the government sucks.
3: Right, or um, you can get allergy medicine just about for free, but niggas have to really pay for diabetes medicine. You right, know what I'm saying?
2: Bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. Fuck out of here, McCoy out here fighting for his life. Right, <laughs> right. damn. And like, damn good shit. Quite, quite the fuck literally. Dude. EpiPens? Like, are you kidding me? It's not my fault I'm allergic to bees? Right, exactly. I gotta pay $200, $500 for this Listen, thing? it's not my fault I'm allergic to nature. Is
0: right, exactly, true? exactly. How rude is that? All right. You so wanna go
3: outside? Yeah. Nah, I think I'll live
0: in <laughs> The government says excuses. Right. <laughs> you just didn't work hard enough, looking ass, nigga like damn. You, you, no, you need vitamin D. I can get it through the window. <laughs> I can get, <laughs> I can it, get through it through the window. window. I
3: got this orange juice. I'll be fine. <laughs> I
2: can
0: get it through the window. <laughs> orange <laughs> like the sun right. <laughs> Sunny D. I'm north it right now. Forget about Sunny it. Sunny D. <laughs> oh my God! All right, I'm
3: sorry. Look, this, this is, is good. good. Not only no y'all could not. Not only is gas prices rising, but um. The rent is fucking ridiculous, especially with these landlords buying up properties to where families have nowhere to live. Like, you can't even live on Earth no more and shit because... No, they, they bind up wait, all the wait, land, wait. You know, and then they're charging like three times the amount for shit. Wait, I was drinking
2: wine when he said <laughs> that just, shit, bro. I just said I just spat on my baby. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, you <girl. laughs> you I mean, like, can't live it at on Earth. No
3: the funniest shit I seen was that somebody was like, "Them hoes in the uh, in the uh, in the landlord office don't make three times their salary and shit." Like, I was crying <laughs> laughing Dog. because make sure you have that shit. On doc, you know, documented for you to get into this small ass place that they don't even want to fix up. You know what I mean?
0: Right, dog. Holy shit, bro. Okay, this is this Russell Prosody or Russell Comedy Hour? Cause I don't know what the fuck going on at this point. There's <laughs> some nuggets in there somewhere. <laughs> 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 Russell is bullshitting. <laughs> shit, dog. I just really literally <laughs> spit my water out. What, <laughs> fuck, bro?
3: Huh. It's it's crazy, like and then T.I. ass out here doing comedy, like it's like <laughs> right. God,
0: Godfrey was on but his ass, is. bro. Godfrey yes, was on his man. ass, bro. I bro, I I got what God, Godfrey was saying, but also I'm like, damn, yeah. let the little nigga just try try some shit like what? Is, I I but, get it. But he
3: didn't he didn't like he wasn't gatekeeping or stopping that nigga. Like he was, like, oh yeah, he here. This is his city. Let him do what the fuck he want to do. Type of shit. Right. Um, if you have seen the 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 interview with him and T.I., he was like, yo. I was not against you going into comedy and stuff like that. He was like, but he was like, um, what I, I feel some type of way, but you use your influence to try to like force the shit. You know what I mean? Um, right. Because if you look at his his sets, they're not bad sets. They're not the best, but they're not bad sets. Like, um, it's funny because, and you know, I laugh because the nigga look like uh, Artemis. So it's like Artemis <laughs> is a but it's kind of comic, And it's funny as shit to knew. be alone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially because they both got, like, uh, uh, locks now and shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's even funnier to me.
2: Yeah, um, he has locks.
3: Yeah, he got some shit I going on. Artemis has locks? <laughs> yeah, 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 he got locks. And about I the, the, think they may be a little longer than mine, so we've been growing in about the same time. Oh, wow.
0: Um, it's, so hey, it's funny. Oh, oh, by the way, just a little side note, I'm finna get back on y'all ass. I found the lock person down here, so I'm finna get back in the game real quick. I'm just letting niggas know. It ain't no, sweet. What's no, what's, no, what's, no. what's <laughs> um, Come back to us. Right Come back, my brother. Come back. Um... <laughs> Dog, that 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 Godfrey thing and Ti thing was so inter- it was so funny to me because I totally understood wh- whether or not Godfrey was trying to be whether he had been attacking him or not, which I didn't he I didn't see it as a full on attack. Right, right, I did. I just saw like him like you know just kind of like speaking his his mind, which you know Godfrey does. He's a really always does. He's really yeah. good at that. Um, I just thought I understood what he was trying to say either way mm-hmm. because it's like if you do if this is my if this is my show i'm if this is my show i don't think like this i don't think like this in any way shape or form i'm the type of dude that my woman would never allow this but i'm the type of dude that if i'm getting married i wouldn't care if somebody came to me like yo can i propose to her at the reception or at like after your wedding or like we're doing the, the other shit i personally am a person that's like everybody get your shit off if it's a day about love i'm married now so if you want to come it's through so while we on the dance floor and be like yo can i get your you know what i'm saying can i propose to you i would i would say yes my i wouldn't my girlfriend would never allow that so don't don't please don't ask me but i wouldn't care same in the same in the same sense if god if i had a show if i was a rapper mm-hmm. I headline i shut it down at midnight or whatever 1 a.m and when i'm when we're done my mans want to come up with my home or somebody whose city it is, it's still people there that want to enjoy the show. I'm not going right. to be like, yo, y'all got to stop. It was my show. Y'all got to stop all this. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get my check and go home. Shout out yeah. my home. Get your shit off, homie. You know, I hope you, if y'all want to stay, listen to homie because he got some shit he want to say to y'all. Like, I'm not right. going to be negative about it. So I, but I, Since I'm, I'm right, don't, exactly. don't you go to the parking lot, but you're going to watch and you're going to laugh at it. Exa- <laughs> Bitch, you gonna understand him. Um, I, but I get what chip. Godfrey was saying because he's like, okay, sometimes a person of Godfrey, Godfrey's, um, stature and in, in comedy and stuff, he's I feel like he's had to scratch and claw to get to where he needs to be and where he mm-hmm. even is, and he is not even recognized the way he should be yet. Right. Um. So if I'm headlining and I'm his level, you know, and I'm trying to get to Eddie Murphy level type shit, and me being a headliner is important to me, I can understand. Having put in all this work to get there, and then somebody comes on after the headliner after you've been doing comedy for twenty years plus, yeah. Yeah. and he's not even a real comedian. I get, it. I get the sentiment of him or him being like, "No, bro, just relax, chill." You know what I'm saying? Go do your own shit. And you know what I'm saying? Maybe call for me next time or some shit like that. So. Right. This is all but, I'm
2: but like, this is learning what you say. about this for the first time. And if yeah. I hear headliner, there shouldn't be anything afterwards. Afterwards, <laughs> right. right. Yep. Announce- Cus- okay. custodian. <laughs> Janitor. Right.
3: Announcements like uh <laughs> what we got next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back. That's it. Um and no, I understand that, but it's it's and I likened it because I was talking to a, a, a few other people about this, I likened it to um it being a rap concert. And Hove just went out there or Wayne just went out there and just killed the the, the, the set and Dave Chappelle ass come out the the uh, right. green like hey you mind if I uh rap a couple songs? Like right. first of all, nigga, we need to know you you rap. Right. Second of all, don't nobody know you rap. You know what I'm saying? They right. know you're exactly. comedy. So if you want to do a comedy set for my shit, yeah, I'm good. Uh, and for T I with ti be like, yo, if you came up to rap, yeah, but you don't go like like you said, you don't go after the headliner because that's the end of
2: the show. But, Introducing Chocolate Dropper.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
3: And, uh, you know, because Dave has done that shit many a times with somebody who's on stage. Um, and it was like just a regular comedy club type shit, you know, wasn't necessarily a, a big event. But he'll be like, hey, you mind if I go on? And, the you know, the promoters and everything, be like, yo, sure, yeah. And he'll go up there and, like, try some shit as far as his jokes because that's how you polish your shit. But, because it's Dave Chappelle, he's already a headliner as far as comedy goes. So it's not um kind of an insult to the headliner, um, in that regard, because they're gonna stay around and watch this nigga work and learn something from him because that's what they always do. Um, Kevin Hart always said he was like, I, I, of course I stay around. Uh Chris Chris Rock would always say, you know, I wait and see what this nigga's gonna say. Um Joe Rogan. It's it's a different thing. But like I don't think there's an equivalent for like rap for that to where T.I. could be in that position, you know what I'm saying? Like, it it, it would like, and if, if the headliner was on stage and he's like, yo, T.I. in the building, you wanna come up and do some shit, you know what I'm saying? It would be like that, but the way T.I. did it, it was like, you know, this is my town, I just wanna try some shit if you don't mind, you know what I'm saying? Right. And Privilege. when you went anywhere else, or you could have hit me up earlier and be like, hey, you mind if I, you know, come on your set to do this and i'm like yeah you know you you'll come up at this time and i'll just come up after you you know what i'm saying it's your time i want you to get your shit off and 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 work your craft because he was telling me he's like you know it's not like your comedy's bad or anything like that it was just how you did it type of shit you know what i'm saying
0: yeah right and that's and it's it's a respect thing it's respecting i think any respectable rapper you know how rap is you know what i'm saying like
2: mm no i don't
0: like <laughs> it's it's all butter, you know, butterflies and rainbows and shit. Um, you know, rap rap can be a competitive sport. And so I would think that any rapper would be able to understand, like, bro, you know, just show respect or I don't have no problem showing love, just show respect. So I feel it. I feel it, man. Yeah. But gas prices, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but
3: yeah, like, you know, it's, it's like sin it's like like what the fuck is going on, honestly. Yeah. Um I saw a video yesterday. Uh, a nigga robbing, I think it was a Walgreens, and Doug had like this cloth sack, and he was just like, pause first. Uh, and he was like, he was not even like taking money, G. Like, he was just taking shit he needed.
2: Right. flip calendar. He
3: was taking like shit from behind it, So it was like cigarettes and combos. It was like just random, random shit.
2: Somebody took my tibler.
3: And so, uh, the lady was on the phone just like Calling the police or security, whoever was like, Yeah, he's just going through all this shit and taking all this shit. And she was like talking real calm. And then this white cat jumped up and tried to, <laughs> try, like, you know, act Captain Savo and shit. This <laughs> nigga threw a banana
2: at dog. <laughs> <laughs> What is so happening, So, like, he some, some up, real dog. Three Stooges came. Right, right. Wah, wah, wah,
3: like, he on. tried to jump hard at dog and pushed him. It. it was like, you know, you should stop trying try to stop him. And he was like, nigga, grab this bunch of bananas and threw it at him, dog. <laughs> and it fucked his shit up, because he stopped, like, really trying to go after him. Like, he looked like he <laughs> Mario Kart to... on what? <laughs> yeah. And so he threw something back at him, and the dog grabbed, like, some Reese's or something and threw it at the nigga. Like, it was just, like wild as fuck, like, what is going on?
1: What's, going on? Man, what's
0: Like, dog, that's... The world, yeah, the world is... I guess... <clears throat> you know what? I'm starting to equate everything to, like, people are going insane. Mm-hmm. Because the world in and of itself is insane.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's no balance. It, from the way, From the way we eat, just starting from the way we eat, everything's processed, mm-hmm. everything is like, not natural, it's just like, no... It's no realistic, like... Good choices, right? Exactly, and it's from the shit we put in, into our bodies to the shit that we consume from an entertainment level. Mm-hmm. Not to be that guy, like, oh my god, everything's so unpure. To the to the way that we interact with each other, it's like mm-hmm. all fab- even the metaverse shit is like a fabrication of like what's really real. Everything is like so odd and so fabricated that when you start to see these interactions between people, they just look like what the fuck because it doesn't seem natural you know what i'm saying like it doesn't seem mm-hmm. shit don't seem natural because
2: everybody's fake
0: right exa- exactly <laughs> i feel like i feel like to to a degree if i if i could put my little two cents in i feel like that might be what's going on is just the world itself is so removed from what being natural what being like you know what i'm saying like what makes sense that now mm-hmm. shit's ha- it's like cause and effect you do dumb like two dumb things you know <clears throat> two dumb things running at each other full on is only going to make a dumbass explosion. Like, it's only going to be something dumb that happens at the end. There's not going to be any, right. any real the value. two hum-
2: dumbs are going to swallow each other and become dumber. Right, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Collateral damage. Collateral Wait,
0: wait. Text it's that. Collateral damage. So collateral damage. Collateral
2: damage. Blows. <laughs> Oh, they don't see all these oh. movies coming out Where people are just plugging themselves into screens And then that's their world Like they're living virtually And it's like, this is Again, to, not to repeat myself But Idiocracy is yep. a documentary
0: yeah. You know? Right. <laughs> <But Okay>. Everybody's
2: <laughs> gonna be too oh, <laughs> oh, God
0: Nigga, the, 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 <laughs> that Unplug is, There is a, dude There is a movie, a Bruce Willis movie, man um, Looper Surrogate die hard
2: I can... oh yeah die okay. hard?
0: i bet it's die hard it's
2: <laughs> no well, it's... i heard i heard there's no surrogate mothers in
0: there right. <laughs> that movie, i don't know what it's about that movie is a movie it came out like 0809 really? yeah. um it, right <laughs> oh. right <laughs> that is uh five <laughs> <laughs> um it is a movie about basically he's like a detective right but Everything that happens in in the real world is like an avatar. It's like a robot set up. You you sit in this like at, at home, which is funny because it's the pandemic. We've been working from home. Most of us. You sit at home and okay. like, plugged up, almost like the Matrix, and you control your robot. Your robot does not. He looks like you, but it, he, he's a fabrication of you. His robot has hair, like a bang or some shit. He does not. And this is a serious, like a drama thriller, um, because he's like a detective he has to like solve i think like like a murder or some shit but the way that had played out always stood out to me and then over the last few years shit started to happen where it's like damn okay we stuck in the house we at home like him and his wife didn't even they were in the same house in the other rooms and when they hopped out of the things they didn't even interact like the way that they interacted is with their their surrogates (laughs) That's creepy. It is really creepy. It is really weird. But the creepy thing about it is that it's starting to become true. We have the metaverse. We have this whole thing where motherfucker the fuck, the, po- the the podcast the pandemic um the panini looking ass the pandemic the, uh, <laughs> the that, panera that started right that started and all of a sudden we have people giving us um, virtual reality concerts and shit like that mm-hmm. like we're not even in um... front of each other anymore. like. I don't know, man. It's just—it's just weird. We don't even
3: I... strive to to have that type of interaction anymore. Yeah, man. Uh, it's so
0: weird.
3: It's—it's it's funny because, like, you know, I, I be on Facebook, like, just looking through shit, um, and even on YouTube, um, and and not Twitter because fuck Twitter. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> fuck <laughs> what's you? up,
3: daddy? But That's everybody that is said. so. <laughs> 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 everybody is so so focused on posting these stories and this. This, for lack, you know, lack of a better or more cohesive uh, phrase, uh, fairy tales. Because yep. they like to be, they like to be the center of attention. They like to push this bullshit forward, and it's not even a real reflection of real life or their life. And the shit, the, the shit that that always impresses me is that everybody always has. has a super focused opinion about the other. I'm so sick of hearing about, you know, men should do this and women should do this. Like yep. it's it's Humble. like let people live live their lives. Like let people live who be who they want to be. I don't understand why it is so important for us to judge others. You know what
2: I mean? Because yep. they're bitches. Yep. And they <laughs> suck. <laughs> I'm
3: just but the, the the one that comes up a lot is the whole uh
2: um, LeBron James.
3: No. Um, (laughs) It's usually something to the effect of um, either who should pay on dates or um, how should people determine their household uh, expenses um, as far as who pays for what. Oh, my God. All the traditional shit that they want to um, enforce on a man, but they don't want to um, live by as a woman and vice versa.
2: Yep. I saw one the other day that really made me think of you, Russ. It said something like this. I don't know if it's a true story, probably, or if it's just, like, a generic thing, but
1: mm-hmm. these
2: girls want, uh, I don't know if it was a particular girl or these girls, you know, intuition <laughs> sign here, um, mm-hmm. wants <laughs> the guys to pay for everything, even, like, living together, mm-hmm. like, food, rent, the bills, this and that, blah, blah, blah. but then when they get divorced, give me half your money. Right. Yep. Yeah.
0: No, bitch. Prenups,
3: nah. Or, 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 they get mad when you um, bring up the whole prenuptial agreement, because they're like, "What? You don't trust me?" Or, like, no, bitch, I don't. Because <laughs> said, yeah, I statistics said, so go bitch, that fifty percent, people are, uh, are marriages result in divorce, and eighty percent of those are initiated by women. So, fuck no, I don't trust you. What the fuck you Wait, mean? eighty
2: percent. Fifty percent of divorces are in your bed this 50 uh, percent no. of is oh. <laughs> in a
3: divorce and 80 percent of those divorces are initiated by women
2: wow wow man you know what it could be you could i wonder if they would be more like oh okay if you say well i trust you right now i just don't trust the divorce you <laughs>
3: right. Uh, that definitely would probably not
1: work. Because
3: <laughs> uh, you, s- you said trusted, trusted me, me. And, I, and I presented in this way. Like, listen, you look like listen, my future ex-wife. <laughs> listen, listen. It's not a. a tr- it's not really a trust thing. Um, unfortunately, thing. America has made marriage a business instead of it being a covenant that people uphold and stick to. Yep. It's seen as a business. So that if things should not work out, this protects me because the world is geared more towards you. And so if things should happen to go sour, and I pray they don't, God forbid, if things should happen to go sour for any reason, there could be a number of different reasons. I could weigh one more pound than you initially met me at, (laughs) and that might turn you off in some way to where it kills all your attractions for me, and I would lose more than half my shit for that i could lose the kids i could lose the car the house my money so i'd be stuck in a terrible position and still would have to owe you shit for the children and that's bullshit to me especially if i'm co-parenting and being a co-parent yep. and trying to make this relationship work when you don't have to do
2: anything the stupidest part is the whole like well he got me used to a certain lifestyle so mm-hmm. no what
0: well, this
3: prenup says that lifestyle you had before ain't got shit to do with me.
0: Exactly. It don't your lifestyle that you think if you're if you're with a person adapt right. You better you better get your goddamn um, caterpillar on or whatever the fuck that. Uh, the there's a when I when I think of uh, it's adaption, a caterpillar butterfly. Uh, there's a there's a like a, there was a uh, when I think of like uh, things adapting. There's this like experiment recently, like in like the nineties or two thousands, where they had like these butterflies and they like mm. experimented with like how quickly they evolved and they like evolved like they. Worked, and they looked at them for, like, I think over, like, 50 years or some shit, and mm. it, it came to an end, the end in the 90s or whatever, and what they had found is that it only took them, like, 50 years to completely start, um, it was a place that had a lot, a lot like, a lot of smog, and it took them, like, 50 years or something to start giving birth to moths that had the same color as the smoggy area that they inserted them in from being super white, so that way they could survive <laughs> being, being evolution. like, evolution,
1: Eat it, mm-hmm.
0: eaten by like predators has nothing to do with anything but i just thought it was fun that's why i said moss. well that kind of reminds me
2: of some wow this russell Pressy is really like add evil but anywho uh, i love it i love it <laughs> Look i think at it, it was i saw a clip from steve harvey and he was saying something like that if you like uh i think they said, he said a flea can jump like 35 i don't know what it was we'll say inches in the air and you put that flea in a jar and close the lid and that flea will jump and hit the lid and come back down and then realize, oh, I don't want to hit the lid anymore. So they jump a little less. Now they're not jumping nearly as high as they could before. Then they have babies, and those babies see and emulate what their parents are doing, only jumping a little bit, Mm -hmm. basically getting to, with humans, like, you emulate or copy or do, You, you think your potential is what you see around you, and then it could be so much more.
3: Yeah, oh, it's wow. limited to your immediate environment. Man, dude, <laughs> yeah. I Which is the whole nature versus nurture thing.
0: Yep, yep. I was gonna say this. I'm glad that you brought up the the marriage and, and shit like that, the prenup thing. Um, because I do, I often do get sick of hearing. I'm, ah, I'm, I'm glad to be having this, this uh, podcast because I was, th- I've been thinking about this for like a month now. Um, I often, I get so sick of hearing. It's, it's actually draining. The consistent male versus female battle online—it's mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, it's really draining, and it, should, and it would help your mental health. Get off Twitter, yeah, be, <laughs> just saying, just saying. Um, and it's just because it's just so much back and forth, and and the thing is, even as a man, I'm able to say some nigg, some niggas got the wrong idea how shit should should work, and so mm-hmm. so so do women. I think there's a lot of let's. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put it like this: I don't want to be told what I should be doing as a man. From somebody that's not a man. And I don't think as a man... I should be Chandler told... Jenner. <laughs> I should be t- as a man, I should not be telling a woman... What you need to be doing... To be a woman. Now, when you're in a relationship with a person... And those things are affecting you one on one... like Then you can come to your significant other and say... I need this from you. Mm-hmm. I, myself, need this from you, my partner. And that, uh, that woman or that man... Can come back and say... I, myself, I need this from you, my partner... There is no standard. There is no goddamn, this needs to happen like this. There should only be whatever y'all agree. There is no no internet debate that can tell, that can say what women should be paying for, what men should be paying for. There's no internet debate that's saying the man should be building this and the woman should be cooking this. None Every of that relationship shit. is different. Exactly. And y'all got to stop.
3: The, yeah. the only thing I disagree with that is um, I'm a firm believer in whoever initiated should pay for it. Um, oh
0: yeah yeah for sure for
2: sure
3: That's kind of the only thing. Yeah sure. um, but as far as like specific Hey rolls real for quick. Things,
2: it's 2022. You let the girl pay, okay?
1: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm
3: Listen.
2: Pull your pin, purse out. I
0: don't pay for <laughs> shit. No, I'm just playing. I'm
3: kidding. Man. A motherfucking I don't pay. For... No. right? you no, don't play ass uh, play
0: ass nigga, <laughs> like, play ass nigga <laughs> like myself
3: <laughs> looking at right. pays, she pay me. No. Right. Um, daily, at it. <laughs> the the thing is um like you say, it, it's it's different from every couple. You do what makes your relationship work. Right. And you do that while preventing other people from uh, invading your shit yeah. and change mm-hmm.
2: It's not their relationship. It's yours.
3: Right. Because you should be strong enough in yourself and strong enough in each other to— know that, look, no matter what anybody fucking says, this is what works for us. And we are comfortable with this. Yeah. Um, if it goes against what society thinks, if it goes against what your friends think, if it goes against what your parents think, um, their relationship is not your relationship. That's something that my parents, um, instilled in me with, um, uh, many of my exes. They were like, you know, um, uh, my pops said something really, uh, profound to me that I kind, I, 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 kind of always look back on. And I've told, I think a couple people this, but, uh, he told me when I was in one of my relationships, he's was like, yo, um, whatever you're going to do in your relationship, um, let it be something that um, you can live with. Um, so if you find yourself complaining about something, either change something, get out, or shut up. Because it's your relationship. Nobody else should fucking have a, a, a say in what goes on in your relationship between you and the, your partner. Um, if you like it, we love it. Um, it has to work for you. It's not going to be a cookie-cutter thing that everyone else can follow. So it has to be something that you are able to uh, maintain, just like when you got into the whole dating thing. Do things that you can maintain. Don't overextend yourself. Don't strain yourself for someone who doesn't the same effort as you do.
2: Yeah, and especially with, I mean, as we're talking about couples, you know, don't compare yourself to other couples and stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, even as individuals, like yeah. the only per- person
0: you should compare yourself to is who you were yesterday. Ooh, speak, talk that shit, Cody. Let them know. I just right. did. Right. Listen up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I agree, man. I agree. But 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 but, 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 but um. Before we completely turn this over, I just do got to say this. Women. <laughs> Y'all are not victims, Mm-mm. okay? That's the only. That's the, what? Not, not not hiccups? victims. I feel like there's this relationship thing where, like, we're like, where it seems like men get if if you look at a relationship, there's this like this, and this is obviously just stereotypical shit. Where it's like a man is gonna fuck up in a relationship, he's gonna cheat, he's gonna do this third and third. Women have this like kind of like safeguarded, and not even all women. So this is me stereotyping. So maybe I should just shut up. But I just wanted to say this. Monotyping. typing, um, not monotyping i just feel like there's like a lot of things and maybe women aren't even doing it themselves who knows but there's this thing where like i feel like in relationships it automatically becomes like women are just like the sense of sexism makes it create like this, this falsehood that women are just the victim when it comes to the like relationship like women are victims of sexism for sure um, and throughout the world, so that's something that we have to be realistic about. And we have to acknowledge that men, kind of, you know, do as a whole do put kind of have a little bit of a, a better standing. Or and when it comes to like society, we kind of run it to a degree more than women. But with that being said, when it comes to relationships, there's like this automatic like thing that happens that. It seems like men are the reason relationships don't work out, or that women are like they women are they ask for a lot in relationships because they've been told men ain't gonna do this to men, men ain't gonna do this to me, men ain't gonna do this for me, men ain't gonna do different. But that's wrong because there are men that will do that. Yeah, speaking, of so, <laughs> speaking of Kanye, so speaking of Kanye, but no, I just but they
3: in lies. they in lies. The double standard because if you look at any um, relationship grievances that you that you read about, that you hear about, right, that right. you watch on TV. It always goes on the same formula path. So it's um if the man cheats, he was wrong. He should have did this because da, 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 he's wrong. If the woman cheats, well the man didn't do what he needed to do for the and that's it, always yes. was it.
0: Yep. That's why it was entanglement. It
3: was <laughs> entanglement, yeah. It's a
0: double
3: it's a double standard. So um and I also want to go against that whole um um, the sexism thing you said, um, because, and, and one of my favorite um, teachers, philosophers, um, professors, or whatever you want to, title you want to give him, uh, Mr. Peterson, um, <laughs> he actually point by
2: point. Adrian? I'm just kidding, Jordan.
3: Yeah, destroyed the, um, the uh, feminist argument regarding um, sexism in the workplace and, and things of that nature. And it, it was very interesting. If I could find that clip, I'll, I'll post it in the group. posted to uh, Post it to, um, um, to the, the Facebook page. For sure. Um, but he goes, um, one of the things that they were complaining about was the pay wage uh, difference. And he was like, if you actually crunch the numbers and sit down and, and look at it systematically, um, the wages that you're referring to are... Different jobs because women don't go after the harder jobs, the tougher jobs. They're left to men because you don't want to do those jobs, um, and so you you have that pay gap there. And in different positions, a lot of times women don't want to be the boss because of the stigma that it it um, it carries with um, the woman as a boss. And it was it was it was a it was a great great argument. And I was looking through it and looking through different things. And on some points, I may have uh, disagreed with him slightly on, but um, when he when he went point after point after this um, this 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 lady who was um, um, trying to argue him down and he gave her just straight facts it really really changed a lot of how I looked at a lot of things as far as like how people argue um,
1: <laughs> um, <laughs>
3: how you should argue if you argue um, or discuss whatever you um, the source words you want to use um <laughs> but a lot of times as we know there the point isn't argued emotions are argued feelings are argued beliefs are argued but facts are rarely argued on um yeah yeah there's the the whole uh mid-time movement which um which is why I know that percentage as far as like divorces go, um, because it's so readily hammered into everything they talk about. Um, So it's a a statistic that is well known. Um, The statistic about uh, male male abuse and male victims and how that's never brought to the forefront when um, these uh, abuse groups talk or um, men are kicked out of certain groups because um, their abuse and their experiences aren't counted as valid, so it's it's you know you can say that you know there's there's just sexism against women, but there's there's just sexism because um, it it is <laughs> always a higher standard against men because of the experiences that women have gone through when men share the same. Uh, similar experiences, but they're not given the programs, the help, the um, the, the coddling, honestly, that many women get. Oh,
2: wow. Shout out Terry Cruz. Yeah. Man.
1: Hmm.
2: Okay. People don't take men seriously in a lot of those. It's the whole. Well, you're a guy, you're a man, toughen up then get over it I'm gonna H- curl. H- yeah, like you said, I guess no other way to put it than cuddling, it's not like it's to be taken lightly or anything like that, but mm-hmm. why isn't it not equal, equal then
3: right, but but they're not looking for the equal or the equity they're looking for um, just putting men down um, look at my um, Facebook friends and it's interesting to me how um a lot of their posts revolve around um, people of different races, and um, in a in a in a um, in a positive light, um, as far as um, <laughs> Asian men, um, Asian women, Black women, um, and those of the LGBTQ um, and all the other letters and symbols. Um, community, um, just because I don't want to leave anything out, I'm not doing it in a a condescending or disrespectful way, Um, but all the members of the the community, and and they're in full support of them, but they are constantly um, (laughs) ragging on white men, white women, and black men. And the person in in, in question is Black themselves. So it, it always is disheartening to see the posts they post and how they really try to paint themselves as, you know, I'm just trying to inform people about the struggles of these people. I'm like, but these people have the most struggles as well because they have to try and fit in a society that does not value them but values what they can produce. And then the people that you do support mimic all of their achievements, all of their um, trends, everything that they produce. So it's it's very interesting how a lot of people online have this twisted view of the world. And because they are of a certain status themselves, they feel they're above reproach. Yeah.
0: Oof. Talking spicy today on Russell Prosody, man.
3: <laughs> so um to kinda wrap this up because I don't wanna go too long, um and we didn't even get into um a third of what I had <laughs> down here oh, wow. to talk about today. Um so I'll save the rest of this for the next spot. Um but I, I just wanna say, listen, as the world seems to be to be drifting into into more chaos, um, into more terrible <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. shitty
3: situations and things of that nature, um, let's just work to be more kind to ourselves, more kind to each other, um, and just continue to to reach towards those things that um, we find fulfilling for ourselves.
0: And there you have it, my guy. Fucked up story of the week. I know Cody already had one, but I'm just going to real quick to give another one. Um, <laughs> beware the Joe Spider scientists say that the, this giant but harmless arachnid that doesn't help is spreading um they're huge they have eight <clears throat> eight blue black and yellow striped legs and could soon move into most of the eastern seaboard of the united states study published by the journal of Physico- Phys- physiological etymology Atyom- 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 etymology yeah. yes that's the one says that the palm size General spider, which, is, which has been largely confined to warmer southeastern states for nearly a decade, could soon be expected to colonize the regions with colder climates. That's because researchers have discovered that the large arachnids have a higher probability of surviving a brief freeze than other closely related species of the same genus. I won't get into too much of this. And that is the episode
2: name Arachnacovid.
0: <laughs> Arachnacovid. <laughs> Got it. Um, I won't get into too much more of that, but I just wanted to say, yeah, beware because and I didn't even know. I didn't read the article enough to know they were already here. I thought they were coming from Asia. So, Yikers. Big yikes. Um, and also, interesting fact, the oldest person in the world lives in Japan. Name is Kane Tanika, and they are as of today, 119 years old and 62 days. So, that has been episode 107 of Not Politically Correct. I am your boy, Rim McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What it Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God. And you know, you can find me on Twitter, Rim McCoy KPZ Cody.
2: I am Cody. See recording, everything. Put it in there now. All
3: right, Russ, the barman, Teddy Russ, all that other shit. Rest right.
0: of us. just like you You can find me. All right. St. <laughs> <Saint> Louis, hey. <laughs> um, but just like that.